Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Confirm. It is that. It is not where the broadcast is emanating from, though. We're split. We got, I don't know, what, east of the Mississippi uh, pretty well covered. Courtney Cronin in Chicago. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut, filling in for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. And uh, listen, Courtney, no matter what you throw at me in this hour as we are presented here on ESPN Radio by Progressive Insurance and news from Nation just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line and uh, the phone number 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's news from Canty and Carlin Nation. No matter what you throw at me, it's not going to be anything comparable to what I just got in the makeup room getting ready for this uh, simulcast that we have. Okay, Ooh, I need a little bit of details on that. You can't just drop that bomb on me before we start the show. What'd well, you get? Well, you just you walk in and uh, and they look at you because I do Sports Center AM, so I'm I'm hearing like actual daylight people hours, and they're like, "What are you What are you doing here?" And I was like, "Oh, I just need a little and you know make general reference to my face." And they stand up and they elevator eyes you. They 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 look at up and down and they go. Are you on TV too? And you're just like, okay, so what I'm wearing isn't going to work. <laughs> what I'm wearing is subpar. Uh, my face needs all the help in the world. And oh, is that the hairstyle that you're going to go with today? So it was very much passive aggro, uh, a start to the show. And this is at like 250 because we got done with our meeting, which I feel like uh, I feel like one of these times. And obviously, don't do it with Kanji or Carlin. Do it with us, you know, uh, also Rands. But like one of these times, we do have to just record the meeting and just roll it. For part of the show, like that was an entertaining forty minutes. Like that felt great like, content coming out of that. It did. It felt like a comedy club. Do we have that bell for when the Chicago accent comes out? Do we have that? There we go. That's one. I mean, that's going to be an incredibly aggressive bell when I hear that in my ear because I'm going to be now thinking every time there might be a hard, a hard syllable that I just yeah. don't hit the right way when I'm being cognizant of having newswoman Courtney voice, where it means I have no regional ties. Yes. Um, oh. Chicago. That's, uh, is it Veronica Corningstone? <laughs> it's, it's, Corning, it's Veronica Corningstone, right? Who says that in, in Anchorman. She's like, I've been, I have worked on my non-regional diction. And da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. No, listen, I, I love it. And that was part of the pre-show meeting because we are going to have our Baltimore Ravens reporter, Jamison Hensley, uh, join the show here at some point in the four-hour circus. And I said that Jamison is up there on the Mount Rushmore of most accurate uh, accents to represent, to best represent the region that the reporter covers because oh, he covers 100%. the hundred percent. Right. And doesn't he sound like a, an extra in the wire? Well, I was just about to say like Jameson was absolutely in the season. Was it season five when they were at the Baltimore sun? I guarantee <laughs> I saw Jameson walking in the background in one of those episodes. Uh, he, he is Baltimore. He is Maryland. It's, and uh, he absolutely sounds like it. So I'm excited for you guys to hear him later. He talks about Lamar Jackson. Yes. Yes, and I put you on the same Mount Rushmore because you represent the Bears. You represent that part of Illinois, that part of the country, and it is a. I, I promise you, I mean it as a compliment. I and I. Oh, I, I know. I take it as this a compliment. Jameson, yeah, I say this to Jameson, and I say this to somebody who has just an imminently forgettable non-regional 
uh, accent. Although after a couple of you know a couple of sarsaparillas, I'll get out there and I'll I'm a chameleon. I'm a vocal chameleon. You, I I lived in Georgia. I lived in Oklahoma, and after a couple of couple of three point two percent beers there in Oklahoma, you could get me to. You know, sound like a like a regular Jim Ross back there. My God! Uh, so let's get to the to the uh, business at hand because w- one of the reasons, Courtney, that we will talk about um, L- Lamar Jackson, talk about the Baltimore Ravens with Jamison Hensley, is because of it now becoming official today that Lamar Jackson is out for this playoff game against the mm-hmm. Cincinnati Bengals, and, and people are going to take that. You take that tent pole of information, and then you just make it into whatever circus you want. You make it hold up whatever circus tent you feel like talking about as a fan today. We've seen that and we're going to try to be a little a little to a lot bit more responsible but it does sort of dovetail into this entire super wild card weekend as we have three days of football Saturday Sunday and Monday and we'll go broad on it okay like radio 101 broad topic and then make it more defined as we invert the pyramid who's on upset alert which wild card team is the most dangerous to make a run so it's it, it Courtney choose your own adventure on this you turn to whatever page you want do you want to go with the wild card team that is the most dangerous to be potentially playing I think that's a good place to start later? considering we've got three games coming your way Saturday Sunday mm-hmm. Monday and the stakes are high I mean this is a this is a situation where you know we've seen over the past three postseasons at least one wild card team has made it to the conference championship round it's hard to go from playing the first weekend of the playoffs all the way into conference championship weekend and then into the Super Bowl which we saw the Cincinnati Bengals do last year and I kind of think that you know the higher seeds or like the, the lower seeds the Cincinnati's the Minnesota Vikings the teams that got the better positioning because they're hosting games in the postseason. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of confidence is going to ride going into into the postseason as fans try to make bets and try to find you know where the upset alert is going to be. But man, I look at this field, Randy. Honestly, and I don't know if this is just you know uh, maybe some like you know recency bias here with seeing how some of these teams played the Giants and how they looked last week against the Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, and the way that they looked against the Washington Commanders in the final week of the season, and even Miami. Like, it took 11 points to beat the Jets. That was an ugly game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I see any of the lower seeds making it out of this weekend. I, and maybe that's not the popular pick because we are excited about Wild Card Weekend. We want to see good games. We want to see upsets. But I have a really hard time picking these teams. I mean, Baltimore is starting a guy named Anthony Brown at quarterback. Do you know who that is? I don't. I saw him last weekend, but that's the first time I ever saw him because of the Lamar Jackson injury, which, of course, has a lot of tentacles to it, not just pertaining to right now, but pertaining to what we're going to see potentially with those contract negotiations coming up. But, man, as I look through this schedule, and even the Chargers, with the news that we got about Mike Williams today, and the fact that his injury is going to prevent him from playing in this game, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have a lot of faith in the the lower-seeded teams going into Wild Card Weekend. And that's how we're doing it. Like, lower-seeded within the matchup itself, correct? Yes. So yes. I guess what qualifies as a lower seed there would be the, the Chargers and their matchup. Yeah. Against, they're the five seed and Jacksonville's the four seed. Yeah, so, so you don't see Dallas rolling into Tampa and getting a win. I'm worried about Dak, and I'll say this because I have been so pro- Dak Prescott this season, the fact that when he came back from the thumb injury, they had the highest scoring offense in the NFL, and he's been playing such good football. But I really do think that your past performance is an indicator of your future performance. And the way that he's played since week 15, throwing three pick sixes in that stretch – like some really stupid decisions. These aren't just like, oh man, it was a good play by the defensive back. This was 
like the one against Washington last week, an awful decision. The one against Philly on Christmas Eve, a terrible decision. And yeah, Dallas has been able to, you know, win these win some of those games. They didn't win against Washington last week. I don't think you can stumble into the postseason, especially the way that they played against a Commanders team that had already been eliminated, and feel so good about your chances. And whether that's Dak Prescott, whether that's Kellen Moore, I mean, they ran for 64 yards against the Commanders. You can't put that all on the quarterback. But there is, you know, a level of blame to go around here. I just don't have a lot of confidence in these teams that lost in the way that they did getting into the postseason and making a deep run. Now, because there hasn't really been that much of a separation in terms of time, Buffalo's riding high right now considering the win they had last week over the New England Patriots. And, yeah, Mm -hmm. if they want to make it to the AFC Championship and into the Super Bowl, they have a long road because they've got to play every single weekend since they didn't get that first-round bye, which Kansas City got. But I have a lot more faith in a team like that than I do this Dallas Cowboys team that – is in a situation right now where they have to go on the road. You're facing Tampa. You're 0-7 all-time against Tom Brady. I just don't know what to think about that, considering the way that Dak has played recently. It's Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, in for the guys Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We want you to be a part of this. Be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. And ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve i don't know who to root for i know who to root against on a personal level in that tom brady opposite dak prescott matchup because i need tom brady to go to just go away i i I, he might not be going away he might be going to your team next year the vegas raiders don't put that evil on me that's i'm so sorry (laughs) that you haven't considered this apparently that your guy you're watching wild card weekend might be your quarterback next year randy scott Uh uh-huh no i've considered it and i i live with that looming it's like a dementor just following me around i'm just i'm just here gryffindor trying to get to my classes you know wandering on and about the Hogwarts grounds, and this Dementor is following me around wearing a uh, number 12 jersey. And so all that is to say, I think Tampa beats Dallas. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Chargers go in and beat Jacksonville. I, if, if, if For those who did not suffer through that football game, and it was an ESPN game. It's nothing, uh, no, no you know, reflection of the broadcast. I think Joe Buck and Troy Aikman did a wonderful job with that AFC South sort of you know playoff game before the mm-hmm. playoff game in Week 18. But Jacksonville did not deserve to win that game. They, they should have lost to Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs puts the ball on the ground. He's, he's hit from behind. If that's a split second later, that's actually a forward pass. And you don't get the scoop and score from Josh Allen for the, for the Jaguars. And we don't see Trevor Lawrence in the postseason. Trevor Lawrence's miss in the end zone when he was trying to find Zay Jones, he, ma- he makes that mistake this week against uh, Justin Herbert and company. That, the Chargers are not a team that will let you make that mistake and still beat them. You know, the Chargers are not uh, world beaters by any means, and they will let you into plenty of games, but but th- those are mistakes that Jacksonville cannot make. You can't win in spite of your offense in the postseason, especially when you're going against an offense like the one that uh, Justin Herbert's bringing in and Brandon Staley and all those guys are bringing in uh, from the West Coast. So I think that is a lower seed that can get that win. I don't see it with Baltimore, and there is still a chance it's because that Tyler Huntley could play, but he's not Lamar Jackson. I don't see it with the Dolphins. I do see it with the Giants, however. I could see the Giants taking care of the Vikings because I do not believe in that team and we'll get to that as we uh, bring in Jeremy Fowler our ESPN senior NFL reporter joining us here Canty and Carlin ESPN radio joining us on the Dr. Pepper call in line how about what's what say you Fowler when you look at this playoff bracket here 
And you look at this news out of Baltimore today that, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson makes official what I think Ravens fans were long fearing was that he wasn't going to give this a go. Do you see a lower seed that you feel fairly confident in, in riding with to make it out of the wild card weekend? Ooh, yeah, Randy, Courtney, great to be with you all. I would say I agree with you on the Giants. Uh, I, I like that pick, although I'm not completely sold on it just because the Vikings have too many weapons. Like I, I still feel like they'll be able to score in the playoffs pretty consistently and could make a little bit of a mini run here. But if I had to pick any of these teams, I would say the Giants. If Lamar Jackson was playing, I would feel reasonable about taking them over Cincinnati. You know, I don't feel great about Miami uh, beating Buffalo. I don't feel great about Jacksonville beating L.A. right now. So, um, you know, we'll see. It could be some wiggle room with some other teams, but that, I, I'd go Giants right now just because they they really play organized and, and don't make critical mistakes, and Brian Dable has those guys playing inspired football. The Week 18 game between the Chargers and the Broncos seems like there was some unfortunate fallout there as it relates to Mike Williams, ESPN's Lindsay Theory reporting that he has that small non-surgical fracture in his back that I guess wasn't found on the initial x-ray, but they did some further testing. All right, so he's out two to three weeks. How do you think this affects the Chargers? Because it just feels like we can look back in hindsight and say, man, I wish wish he wasn't playing in that game in week 18, considering he had been injured for such a big part of the regular season that he finally gets healthy, and now this happens. Yeah, Courtney, there are a lot of layers to that discussion. I think part of the reason why he was playing and that the starters were playing last week is because their offensive nucleus had played so little together all year and they were just starting to gel with it. You know, Mike Evans or Mike Williams and Keenan Allen spent most of the year apart playing without each other. And then when they had a few games together, the, the team looked like it had some life and secured the playoff berth. So I think they were trying to build on that. Uh, knowing that, like, it's funny when you talk to a lot of teams, they say, like, if you rest your starters, there is a major risk of coming out flat in the playoffs. But then the, the flip side is you, you could have a key guy injured. So um, it, it played out, you know, horribly for them. But they, early in the week, they really thought there were no fractures. And then they went and revisited and said, okay, it, if it's a bruise and you're not healing, then what's the problem? And then they caught it, you know, essentially four days later, there's a fracture. So it's not a great look. Not a great situation for the Chargers. Um, they have enough firepower without Mike Williams, but you know he he is their X factor and really changes everything they do. So uh, it's going to be a challenge. ESPN senior NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler with us, and Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Randy Scott, Courtney Cronin, in for the guys. We can focus on the injuries there, uh, you know, for the for the Chargers. We could also focus on someone coming back for them. What are you hearing about Rashawn Slater's availability? He hadn't played since since week three. Such a difference maker when he is there on the offensive line. Yeah, so certainly uh, he's given himself a chance to play uh, this week. And, you know, they'll probably ease him back in. Uh, I don't get the sense that they've made that firm call yet. Um, but really they're a pretty healthy team outside of the Mike Williams issue now because Joey Bosa spent a lot of the year out. Um, you know, he's back and then, uh, you know, they're slowly getting guys like Slater back. So they're, they're in good shape. Otherwise, yeah, he, I mean, he's an elite player, but they, uh, the guy who filled in for him, uh, you know, late round draft picks played really well. Like the lines held up okay throughout the year. And that's part of the reason why they're actually in the postseason is despite the Slater injury that they've been serviceable there. 
Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson ruled out for Sunday's game for the wild card game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now we know that this was probably trending this way, but Lamar came out yesterday and put out a message that explained what's going on with his PCL injury. And then John Harbaugh was asked about it today. Jeremy didn't want to go into too many details. Like, so putting the game aside, because we know that it's either going to be probably Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown. Huntley was, you know, practicing. Uh, He was questionable, but he was practicing in full on Friday. How does what's going on between Lamar and the injury and the team right now affect what's going to happen after the Ravens playoff hopes, whether they go far or whether they're out after this weekend, what are you hearing just about how that's affecting potential contract negotiations? So, you know, I honestly don't think it affects it all that much um, in the sense that they were pretty dead set on franchise tagging him this year, you know, because now what it does affect is, you need the franchise tag in place to potentially trade him. And even as this injury was going on, even weeks ago, talking to other teams, they're like, I don't know. I just got a feeling that, that the Ravens are now going to move on from Lamar. Like there's a little a bit of a sentiment there now, just because it's, it's going to be next to impossible to do a fully guaranteed deal for him. Um, you know, really it probably would have taken a Herculean Super Bowl type effort by Lamar to get that. You know, like the, the team sort of put that in his court and said, okay, well, if, if you want this, let's let's see if you can deliver, you know, and now it's not going to be able to be delivered due to injury. So um, it's got to come to a head, and it probably will this offseason, but I, I still expect them to tag him knowing that they can play him in 2023 on that number. It would be about $45 million, which I assume he won't complain about. And then, um, yeah, it doesn't change much from that regard, from procedurally what they're going to do this offseason, but it does change – um, the dynamic of long-term, you know, are there more question marks about him being the answer when it's been two straight years where, where he's had struggles staying healthy, um, but yet they've struggled mightily without him. So, you know, they have to kind of weigh the pros and the cons there of, of an electric player um, who's had trouble staying on the field. So it, it's it's a fascinating dynamic there because they've been very quiet. They're, you know, they're very um, – you know, they're cloaked in secrecy with injuries maybe more than most teams. So that's mm-hmm. complicated matters here where Lamar just came full transparency on Twitter. And uh, But I, I asked around on this and was basically told, like, Lamar just made clear he doesn't feel right on it. Like, it's just it's going to be hard to play on it and, and to sacrifice um, his ability on the field. And they understood that. Like, there's, there's really nothing that either side can say. It just is what it is. It was really interesting, Jeremy, as we're talking with Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter on Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio. Really interesting to see Sammy Watkins' comments in the Washington Post about Lamar Jackson and, and sort of insinuating, like, hey, I mean, he says, like, in this league, everybody's pretty much banged up and hurt. I don't want to speak for him in his situation and whatever he's going through with the contracts. I don't know what world he's in, but for me, you got a chance to do right. something special. It's just, he's Sammy Watkins is no Iron Man. It, it, you want to talk about missing time and not being at practice and yeah. being in the tub more than you're on the field. I mean, that... Sammy Watkins is one of the first names I think of, and I understand playoffs being what they are, and if you are Watkins and you're a veteran and you're at this stage of your career and you have an opportunity in the postseason, maybe you're going to be more vocal than most. It just seemed like an interesting uh, source for a quote like that. Uh, While we have you, I do want to ask you about Derek Carr, and this is a little bit self-serving, but it seems like obviously his time with the Raiders has run its course. I'm curious how you see this going, though, over the next month or so. Why would Derek Carr agree to a trade? Because he has the full no trade. Why would he agree to that and not just wait till February 15th when he can pick his own destination? 
Well, I think it depends on the situation he's going into because any trade that's done, Randy will likely include a restructuring of that contract because he's got $40.4 million due to be locked in mm-hmm. February 15th by that date. So really around the Super Bowl or even earlier is when this will heat up. And so Derek has to decide, okay, the, the proposal being made by a team that wants me, is that a situation I want to be in? And uh, can they rework the contract to where it's satisfactory to both parties? And so that will be the question, you know. Um, so, you know, I think if, if they get the proposals in and it's just not what he wants, then he could say, okay, I'm not, I'm not signing off on anything. And we can just sit on this and you'll have mm-hmm. to cut me. Like there is that dynamic. He, he holds a great deal of leverage here. It's going to depend on his market and how badly teams want him. Um, so I think if, I think Derek will be willing to work with the organization to a point. Uh, they knew even weeks ago that the thrust of this is to preserve him for a trade. So that this is, he's not blindsided by this. And as a result, I, I think there'll be a little bit of give and take so that everybody gets what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they, now they treat him as well as they should have. Not not in the last month or so. They treat them this well now. All right, Jeremy, we appreciate the insight, man. I know we covered a lot of ground there, and we're going to dive into more of what you said uh, about Lamar and the situation in Baltimore. That's Jeremy Fowler, our ESPN senior NFL reporter. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, and for the guys, and you heard Jeremy say it, Ravens could really move on from Lamar Jackson, and that guaranteed money idea is is wild when you compare it to what Deshaun Watson got and uh, really what Lamar could have done in the postseason to perhaps uh, sway the team to give him that deal. It's that and much more. Courtney and Randy in for the guys. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hey, NFL Wildcard Weekend is here, and the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers, you join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets, from the money line to point spreads to player props, so don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, and West Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming and Kansas or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. She is Courtney Cronin in Chicago, where she covers the Bears at extremely high level for us at ESPN. I'm but Randy Scott, uh, teleprompter reader, you know, Sports Center AM, 7 a.m. Eastern. And if you Thursdays hear a, through Sundays. Thursdays through Sundays, that's right. And if you, if you hear a roar, we'll just use the rejoin music. If you hear a roar in the Dallas Metroplex, uh, run. Run. Run away fast. Run away quickly. <laughs> Seek shelter. There is... Okay. I, I'm sorry. I want to do this just very quickly. If you think of a non-dangerous animal, if you get an, a, a note from a zoo, if you get a warning from a zoo that says they have a non-dangerous animal on the loose uh, that has escaped its pen or whatever, what, what do you, what, what's the animal you think of? Penguin. Penguin. Can we or, get some guests over here? Yeah. Yes, of course. Yes, non-dangerous. Um, I would have think like a, a monkey, maybe. But... They're vicious. Careful. Yeah. Do you, do you mean like a playful, like... Yeah, not like a gorilla or anything like that. Yeah, like riding around with Matt LeBlanc on a baseball team. To, exactly. Like, like that movie with uh, uh, Joey from Friends where he's like friends with a monkey playing the baseball. The one that has the diaper on. Like those sorts of monkeys. Is that a chimpanzee? Yeah. So when I Probably. say like that movie with Matt LeBlanc on a baseball team and you say no, the one with Joey from Friends... We're, we're parking in the same garage. Like it's Age same. difference here. That's the gap we're dealing with. <laughs> I'm literally referencing. <laughs> I'm literally referencing the movie that you're talking about. <laughs> all right, all right, yes, that. But okay, you know what animal doesn't qualify under non-dangerous? A clouded leopard. <laughs> A clouded leopard has been on the loose from the Dallas Zoo since eleven something this morning, and they put out. They say, "Oh, it's only a code blue." Only which, a code blue. Which which qualifies? Okay, hold on. It's a it's only a code blue because it's a non dangerous animal that's out of its habitat. One of our clouded leopards. What one of them? One of the clouded leopards was not in its habitat when the team arrived this morning. Later says uh, Dallas PD is involved. Given the nature of these animals, we believe the animal is still on grounds and hiding. And then the last update is our focus right now is on locating the animal. I should hope so. Yeah. I should hope so that that, that, that's the focus currently and that they're just trusting like this, you know, they probably named the animals, right? Like you go to the house and like, this is Carl, this is Frank. And they're so basically when they say this is, you know, given the nature of the animal, they're probably just hiding on the grounds. Like Frank wouldn't wander too far. That's what they're saying. Frank's a bit of a homebody. Like he, he wouldn't stray too much. I'm sorry. I saw it in the break. Fascinating. Uh, As we said, she's Courtney Cronin. I'm Randy Scott. Woo, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. That's breaking news from Texas. There's breaking news, Courtney, from Los Angeles as it pertains to an NFL coaching position, or vacancy rather, that it turns out is is not going to become available here. 
Yeah, and it's um, Diana Rossini, ESPN senior NFL reporter, had just broken the news that Sean McVay will be staying in Los Angeles with the Rams. And this is kind of the news that I think we expected, given the timetable here, where Sean McVay at the end of the season, following the Week 18 loss to the Seattle Seahawks, talked about you know maybe taking a little bit of time to evaluate where he's at, you know, coming off the the high of the Super Bowl run and winning a Super. Bowl last February and then dealing with a, an onslaught of like personal stuff throughout the offseason. This isn't mm. even compare like you know bringing into the fold the fact that they had an awful season this year and nothing went right from the start. He lost his grandfather, his fiance, I believe now wife is from Ukraine, so he was dealing with her country being invaded during the offseason and it was just kind of the personal challenges for somebody who's 60 and 38 since he became a head coach in the NFL in 2017 and really has hasn't taken a beat to to think about it. And, you know, we've heard about Sean McVay and broadcasting and all these other opportunities, but I think the thing that led me to believe that this was going to be the case all along was that he was he said, like, by no means do I think I'm done coaching. And what he did in the meantime is give his staff, everybody else, you know, the opportunity to go look for other openings should they want to. So they're not hamstrung by his decision. Mm -hmm. But the longer that this thing went on, the more I felt like Sean McVay was going to be back. I said that on Around the Horn earlier this week because – it just felt like the Rams were enabling him to do this. Take all the time you need, but, you know, let us know at some point. And this was a pivotal week for this organization. Like, were they going to have to enter the the pool for candidates and start setting up interviews? And, of course, Raheem Morris, their own defensive coordinator, is interviewing out in Denver, and he's a hot name again this cycle. So how they would approach that, how they would approach potentially, you know, multiple coaches leaving Liam Cohen, their offensive coordinator, already left. He's going back to Kentucky where he held that same position offensive coordinator in 2021. I think this is the best case scenario, but I think the Rams are really expecting this given the way that the last couple days have unfolded. And it really does make sense now that Sean McVay is back in the fold. I just, I never felt like he was really going anywhere. There's, you know, he was owed the right to take a breath and to, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to think about this. But again, you know, this is a business too. And the Rams were hoping that they'd get some decision in the short short term rather than have this thing drag out a couple weeks to be that young too to be just you know 36 years old and to understand his place already I think in National Football League history uh, he has changed you talk about you know he changed the game changed the game I mean he did that on the offensive side of the uh, side of the football his coaching tree I mean to be 36 and already be responsible for a coaching tree a highly regarded well-paid, well-compensated mm-hmm. coaching tree around the National Football League, and uh, at that at that age uh, of his of his his real life, so to speak, and his in his NFL life as well, um, you knew it wasn't going to be the end of the line for him if he did walk away. As you said, he had more football in him. Was it a matter of you know collecting a, a decent sized paycheck uh, in the broadcasting side? Was that an allure and taking a bit of a breath because um, it can age you? Uh, it can age you like a like a president. You know, NFL head coaches um, age. The grind doesn't stop. I in, mean, this is a lesson yeah. in burnout, Randy. Where mm-hmm. you know we act like these guys are machines and that it's relentless. And Bill Belichick never took a break. John Harbaugh never took a break. Like all these guys who are in their upper fifties and sixties doing this job, you know. 
they're owed the same sort of credence that we give someone like Sean McVay. That's their personal decision for not taking a step back. But I think it's, you know, maybe just a different mindset with a younger coach as the game is skewing a little bit younger with the head coaching positions and their staffs and general managers that it's okay to take a step back and say, you know, let me think about this. If I have other options on the table, which not everybody does. I mean, this is also a lesson in privilege where Sean McVay is the upper echelon of the NFL right now. They're coaches who are in the defensive coordinator ranks, the offensive coordinator ranks, and then the lower level coaches who Mm -hmm. might not have that same opportunity, you know, like, so I think he's in a good spot where he felt I can actually cash in on the flexibility that I have here, but also didn't want to leave his staff in limbo. So I think it was the right move. Once you know, you know, go ahead and not let this thing delay any further and drag out and just say you're coming back. Yeah, and that that does put that mystery to rest. And now there is work to be done. You got to attack the quarterback position. Got to figure out the health of Matthew Stafford, and then move on from there. As uh, Sean McVay has already proven, he can win with that quarterback when that quarterback is healthy enough to be on the football field. So we're going to talk about a different quarterback as we continue. Uh, are the Ravens really preparing to move on from a far younger, far more uh, dynamic quarterback in Lamar Jackson? Courtney Cronin and Randy Scott, and for the guys, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Lift every voice. Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles. Dr. Martin Luther King stood for so much. He stood for resilience. He stood for pre- perseverance. He stood for pride. I mean, stood for justice and, and making a difference for the whole entire world, changing the dynamic of, of how this world is operated. Um, so much love for him and everything he, he's done to impact my nation. Black history always. Celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King weekend on ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Pack it up, pack it in. Okay, yeah, it's officially not in. I was just making sure. Like that's where I think that's where it comes in. Word to your moms. Courtney Cronin came to drop bombs. Mm, she's here. I'm here. I'm Randy Scott. We're here for the guys. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you uh, bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Um, you remember in Anchorman, they had Panda Watch? So we're going to, I'm volunteering. I'm just going to throw Leopard Watch down in Dallas. Haven't found the clouded leopard. It's still a, a leopard is still on the out loose there. A the, safe animal, a non-threatening mm-hmm. animal is what they listed that as, right? From the Dallas Zoo, a non-dangerous non-dangerous. animal situation. That's that's the thing. That's, sure, it's not Dak Prescott. That's the wow. Oh wow, Eric, that was uh... feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business. Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Below the belt. Below the belt. That's a walk-off. I think you just dip in and you're just, (laughs) boom, that's my time. I'm out. I got the light. We're good. Uh, You can follow Courtney at Courtney R. Cronin on Twitter. I'm at Randy Scott ESPN. Of course, uh, ESPN Radio handle at ESPN Radio. And uh, news from Canty and Carlin Nation. Just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. And if you have an opinion on this, feel free. The phone number 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Because we're very much immersed in a viable topic here of the Ravens moving on from Lamar Jackson. Uh, The situation is he is out. First, it seemingly Courtney proclaimed himself out Mm -hmm. and then later confirmed by the team. He is OUT out for Sunday's uh, wildcard matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals. And he went into great detail, more so than most in the NFL, in most sports actually, of detailing the issues with his knee. He detailed it, said it's a PCL sprain, grade two on the verge of grade three, which I don't know, man. I mean, is that is that equivalent to like guys on a dating app being like, I'm 6'2", I'm uh, on the verge of 6'3", and they're like, you know, 5'11 and a half, you know, it's a, depends on the <laughs> depends on the convenience store they're walking into at the time. But but he went into detail, did Lamar Jackson, and I think, Courtney, he did it because there are some whispers around the National Football League, loud shouts on social media, as there so often are, of whether or not Lamar Jackson would be playing in this game if he had gotten the contract that he seeks in this previous offseason. But he didn't, so now he's... And and the injury is very real. He hasn't suited up in 40 days. He was seen walking with a limp as, as recently as last week, and he said, my knee's still unstable. So the topic remains now for a guy who is not in a guaranteed contract situation beyond this year. Yes, the Ravens could franchise tag him. Would they move on from him? Yeah, and I think that the thing that Sammy Watkins, like you're talking about those whispers around the league, this is somebody who's in his own locker room in Baltimore who is effectively saying the same thing. He told the Washington Post kind of a really lengthy thing here. You know, I pray somebody talks to him and is like, man, just sign the deal. Like, And so, I mean, you're hearing that from somebody in your own locker room where we know what the situation was with Lamar Jackson. He turned down a $250 million deal, reported deal, where – with 133 million in total guarantees and it feels like if they're not close to that figure or beyond obviously beyond that figure they're not going to find common ground here so at this point given the amount of time he has not played Randy and how much time there is left before free agency feels like he's headed towards a franchise tag and a franchise tag is I mean look at I mean it can play out fairly well for you financially look at Kirk Cousins um, I, there's much more on this, and, and, and we'll we'll dive into it in, in hour number two. We'll also, of course, dive into the Cowboy quarterback situation. How how dangerously close is Dak Prescott to perhaps becoming the guy that he replaced in Tony Romo? There's a there's a there's plenty of meat on that bone. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, in for the guys, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can watch and listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.